So we're trapped. Trapped. Double trapped. Triple trapped. Anywhere we go, we find that we're trapped. And every kind of solution that someone comes up with is just another trap. But the political and economic philosophy of black nationalism, the economic philosophy of black nationalism shows our people the importance of setting up these little stores and developing them and expanding them into larger operations. Woolworth didn't start out big like they are today. They started out with a dime store and expanded and expanded and expanded until today they're all over the country and all over the world and they're getting some of everybody's money. Now this is what you and I and General Motors the same way didn't start out like it is. It started out just a little rat race type operation and it expanded and expanded until today is where it is right now. And you and I have to make a start. And the best place to start is right in the community where we live. So I ended up catching a case at the Micro County, and as I'm just doing a normal violation, right? Which is like 90 days, six months at the most. Right. I'm there, but the thing is, when I'm in prison, I'm like all about the homies, and like, like I know what I have to do. I have to, like to me, that's like my job. You know, yeah. like I punch in for a job. When I go to prison, that's my job. Like I just have to do my job. And you do it you well. Know? I do it well, exactly, because I've been in jail so long. Right. So long story short, some shit happened, and we have to kick it off with the Uras, right? So since I had been in jail so long, I got something called polica, which means that you have good verbal skills. You're a very good communicator when it comes to people. Right. But in reality, you're just a fucking manipulator. You, know? <laughs> you, you think, you think, yeah, honestly, that's what yeah, happened. Hey, homie, homie, you're honest. You're honest. Which is true, because yeah. here I am telling the homies that we're going to be okay. When in my mind, I know that we're not going to be okay. We're going to get the shit beat oh, out of gonna... us. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of West Coast Street Knowledge. I'm your host, Gil, a.k.a. The American Cholo. As you can see, my co-hosts are not here today because it's a coronavirus. But today, I got a pretty fucking uh, special guest for you. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, homie. Uh, my name is Victor Zapata. My gang name is uh, Beaver from Northside Baldwin Park. And uh, let's, uh, I, I saw you on, uh, on homie's uh, interview. You're doing like stand-up comedy now, huh? Yeah, actually, uh, I got into it uh, last year. Uh, one of my coworkers, we ended up uh, hooking up. And right. uh, you know how I always fuck around at work. So um, pretty much uh, I always wanted to do it. But you know how you like, well, you get to be in the routine, right? So I was like, fuck, man, you know, like, what if I'm funny right here? But I'm not funny up there, you know? Right, right. That's in front of a bunch of people. Right. So uh, long story short, she does, she signs me up behind my back. And um, I'm chilling at the bar, we're drinking, and then they call my name. They're all Victor Zapata. And I'm like, how the fuck are they calling my name? <laughs> and uh, she goes, go. And I'm just like, no, fuck it. So um, I had no written material, nothing. I had nothing written down, nothing. like. So I'm like, fuck, what am I going to talk about? So in my mind, I start saying, you know what, I'm just going to pretend I'm with the homies, you know, or That's like right. I used to when I was in jail. Right. And it just started flowing out of me. Bah, bah, bah. And uh, they were all true stories, so I didn't really have to make nothing up, you know. But, but, and uh, the people fucking found it hilarious because my style of comedy is different than, like, say, the people that go up there and complain about their day at work. And right. Shit like I talk about, like, getting beat up by the cops or, you know, getting, you know, busting knives in the bathroom or, or, or drinking on the job or, you know. 
You, you talk about that, that street life that you're, you, you uh, became so accustomed to because of how you grew up. Exactly, exactly. So, so let's go back to your history, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's start it off from, uh, from when you were a young kid. Where, uh, where were you born and where'd you grow up at? Okay, so um, I grew up in uh, L.A., but right. uh, my family has strong ties to Baldwin Park. But uh, okay. pretty much my whole life, I was, I was uh, surrounded by home, around homies, you know? Right. My family, they're from Temple Street, 18th Street, uh, MS. I got a little bit of everything right there, you know? Right. And then I have my homies, Tambien, like my primos from Baldwin Park. Right. So ever since I was little, I was, I was surrounded by these people, you know? And uh, like I said, you know, most Mexican parents, they can't afford, you know, to have good babysitters. So right. they're always passing you around from tia to tia. So um, I got exposed to, you know, the gang life at a young age, like maybe nine, ten years old. Wow. I was really kicking it with the homies, like from Temple and getting high and drinking. And I, I automatically knew that's what I wanted. I was like, fuck, I want to fucking do that shit, you know? You, and you uh, like you said it. before, I was a prodigy of the 90s, you know? In the 90s, right. everybody wanted to be a fucking cholo. It was either a cholo or a rebel. Yeah, bro. I wasn't going to be a fucking rebel. I'm too, I, was, I, was, I was an ugly fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fat rebel on me, so it had to be a cholo. That's right. So, uh, so at what year did you end up uh, joining uh, Northside Bowling? Uh, I was in uh, yes, sixth grade. The okay. Summer of sixth grade. Um, so what happened was, um, it's a crazy story, right? So Good. I go to school in L.A. And um, for years, my teachers thought that I was stupid. You know, because I wasn't special ed and shit like that, right? Right. But the reality was that my parents didn't know how to read or write. So in school, in class, I was fucking badass. But at home, I got nothing, you know, because right. my parents didn't know how to read or write. So one day, she was like, she took it upon herself to tutor me. Right. And she fucking was tripping out because she goes, man, you're fucking really smart. You just don't got that help. So long story short, she spends the whole summer with me reading and fucking saturday and sunday and everything like coming coming special time with me you know just nice. tutor me right and uh i don't know if you heard of some test called the altitude test yeah absolutely it's like, a, like the it, test it when place they you. you a grade exactly right. yeah so uh, i'm in fifth grade and uh my teacher's like you know what i'm gonna put them up and my mom's like oh well if it's good you know and the thing is my family we, we nobody graduated we're like all fucked up so to my mom that was like Fuck, like the best thing for a parent to hear, you know? Right. But in reality, that's what fucked me up because I took the test and they skipped me a grade. Oh, you did but skip a grade? Yeah, yeah, they skipped me from fifth to sixth. Like, All I didn't right. have to, I never went to sixth grade. I was going to go to seventh. Right. And um, well, the crazy part was um, in LFI Unified School District, right. they didn't have that middle school transition. It was all junior high. I don't know if you remember that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, out here in Baldwin Park, they had middle school. So my mom was like, look, you'll go to school in Baldwin Park and you're going to do good. But in reality, I fucking fucked up right there. She put me in that grade and that's when I started meeting my homies and I started being around them, you know? Right. And, and uh, I stopped being into school and I started being into stupid shit, you know? You, you, the street life fucking sucked you in. Exactly, man. It fucked me up. Fucked and, me and then, up. uh, so... All the words so, so walk, walk me through your uh, gang initiation, how you, how you got jumped into the hood and how, how all that went about. Okay, so we're kicking it. And when you get into my neighborhood, you have to get into the clique first and then to the hood. Andale, wey, those chingadas. Right, right, right. You remember right. that shit? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be from the clique first and then you get into the hood. You know what I'm back? They just wanted, honestly, they just wanted an excuse to fuck you up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. I mean, yeah. 
so so, so you get uh, you get you get jumped into the hood. It didn't yeah. take you it didn't take you long to fucking ramp up and catch a fucking case, homie. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happens. And uh it was crazy. So I, I get jumped into my hood the same day that my homeboy Risky gets in. Okay. So my homeboy Risky was like the one that was like I was like he was like my best friend, you know. I, I, I'm sorry, at this age, how old are you now when you get jumped uh, in? he's uh we're both in middle school, so twelve okay less than thirteen years old. Okay. We're both middle schoolers, you know, junior high. We haven't even yeah. went to eighth grade or nothing. Right, right. And um so the crazy part is my homeboy Risky gets in first and he's like, hey, fool, let's get into Northside, fool. Like, he yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. shot me a good speech and I'm like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. That's right. So uh, he was like my little, even though he was younger, he was a little fucking crazy fool. And right. he was like my little mentor. Right. And he was the one that started telling me, hey, you know what, this is what you do. This, this is what you're going to do. You walk around, how to carry a gun, everything. His first school gun I ever shot was you in the street life. Yeah, yeah. Schooled me up. He laced me up. Mm-hmm. And um, but the crazy part is, they tell you all this shit, right? But they don't tell you what comes with it. Yeah, like, brother. It's fucking, fucking crazy. You think it's all, you know, money and drugs funny games, and girls, but it's not. Yeah. So, so you catch it's all a kid. funny games to get busted. Yeah, brother. So and that, and that's where your story starts taking a crazy twist. I mean, at, at what age did you get uh, committed to the youth authority? Okay, so I got committed to the youth authority the summer of going twelve to thirteen years old. Okay. So at so, 12 years uh, old, you're doing state time. Pretty much. Pretty much. What right? happened was because uh, I already had been, I had already started going to the system already. Juvenile hall, I went to camp and uh, had a bad record already. Right. Why? Because uh, when I first went to juvenile hall, like I, I didn't know what was up. But then once I started going more and more and more, I started noticing like, fuck, I got to fight all these motherfuckers. You right. Know? So I started building up more and more shit. Right. So the fucked up part was I used to go to Pomona. I don't know if you remember Pomona Courthouse. That was a fucked up ass court. I've heard about it. So um, I had this judge named Baloo, and okay. he was notorious. Anybody that's been to Pomona Court has heard of this guy, Baloo. He'll break because, it off. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. No, he stretched, he stretched out his own son. Really? didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Really? His son right. ended up going to YA and getting stabbed. Oh, fuck. Okay, so, so what happened? What led up to you uh, catching the case in YA or going to YA? Okay, so what happened was me... And my homies were kicking it at Morgan Park. So we're right. chilling. You know, back in the days, there was no scanter or nothing like that. It was only Coke and yeah, crack. Right. right. So we're smoking tea dogs, which is, uh, you know, it's weed with fucking piedra. Yeah, of course. We're all fucked up and, uh, yeah, primed out like primos, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we see this fool, right? We hit him up and uh, he, he sees us as little kids. But little does he know, these little kids have guns. Like, we're already um, All guns. right, all right. Yeah, you guys are little kids this time. That's right. Exactly. This fool slaps one of my homeboys and i'm like what the fuck so i pull out a gun on him and um this fool's like shocked you know so long story short we ended up carjacking this fool right right and uh we fucked up because nobody knew how to drive we carjack somebody and we can't even drive oh fuck so we take this shit to one of my homegirls houses we park that shit we get off as soon as we get off Boom, the fucking hood. I just pull up to her house, bust me before I even get to go inside the house. Right. And like maybe 10 minutes later, we all go down for carjacking. We all go to YA. And um, two of them went, I'm lying, two of them went to camp. Right. One more went to YA with me, but there was some issues with him. Right. And I went to YA, but I was like, I wrote it out, you know? Yeah, you, you, ended, up, uh, you ended up going to Nellis, right? Yeah, exactly. First in Nellis. And, and, and for people that don't know, I mean, YA is... Basic, it's prison for juveniles. 
Yeah, exactly. But like but the worst. Ne- of the worst. Yeah, but it's the worst of the worst. I mean, if you bang and you're a young kid and you bang and you're out there, you're going to YA, especially in the yeah. 90s and in, in your era when you went. But Nellis is different. Nellis, I, I think, was one of the craziest YAs because of the age difference of you guys in there. Exactly. That's true. You had kids from like know. like you, 12 years old to 18, 19-year-old kids, and you know, and, and you guys are fighting against each other. But yeah. You, and, and nobody's stopping it. Cops are just looking away because they don't yeah. want to do paperwork. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, homie. So yeah. Talk to me in your uh, adventures in YA, brother, because you got some fucking crazy stories that happened to you in Nellis, man. Just walk yeah, me through when you first went in there, what happened? So, so pretty much as uh, as soon as I go in, right, you know, I, I like big from law to you know, because now there's politics, but there's not like prison politics. Right. It's, it's real scattered, unorganized politics. More about favoritism. Mm-hmm. YA was more about favoritism. You know, they liked you. Your body was deep. That kind of shit. Right. So my neighborhood obviously is small. Right. And we have very large enemy. So as soon as I get to YA, these fools, um, they start tripping on me. And they're like, hey, you know, where you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Baldwin Park. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. God. And I just start fucking, all these fools hitting me up. And I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, right. you know what I mean? And uh, one of the homies comes up to me. And uh, he's from Baker's, you know, from Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. never met nobody from Baker, Bakersfield yeah, in my you're, life. You're in state time so now. You're seeing all kind of guys. Gang out there in Baker's. Right. Exactly. So this is the crazy part. So he sits down and he tells me, hey, you know what? I'm just with you because of your enemies. They're from, you know, 13th Street. And pretty much he's, uh, you're not going to be firme raza. And I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean I'm not going to be firme raza? And they're all... Um, Okay, so he explained it to me. Yeah, so Fimarasa were a group of Southsiders that all clicked together, all played by the same rules, and all lived by the same code. To be Fimarasa, you had to be respected. In order to be respected, you had to be willing at any time to engage in violence. And he's like, you got the Negros, which is the respected black. And he's like, you got the Chinos that go with the blacks. And these are the white boys are on their own, you know? Right. The white boys didn't have nothing there. Right. So I'm like, so where the fuck am I at? And he's uh, well, you're just, he's like, you're not going to be feeding me. And I'm like, so what am I? And he, he starts telling me about cases and levas. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Being dropped leva and being considered leva meant that you were looked down upon. A lot of respect that people had for you is going to disappear. Now, that didn't mean that that's the end of it for you. You could fight your way back to become Fidmarasa again. But that's going to take a lot. And you have to be really willing to go for it. A lot of people that got dropped, they didn't come back up. Like, that was it for them. So it was a hard road ahead. Being level, I mean, you couldn't touch the microwave. You couldn't touch the TV. You couldn't touch the washer, the dryer, the iron. You didn't even have, You couldn't even say anything. You couldn't stand up and make a, an announcement. You couldn't declare anything. You couldn't even question anybody. So it was definitely a hard road for Levas. Right. So I'm still confused. At, th- at this to- point, you're like 13 years old hearing all this, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, and they're pretty much telling me to my face, that I'm no longer considered Mexican. Oh, fuck. You know, and I'm just thinking in my mind, like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, I'm on birth certificate says I'm Mexican. My parents are Mexican. How, stripping how you. do you strip me of my ethnicity? Right. But they did. Like, they fucking did. Like, uh, the next morning I woke up and I tried to go eat with the Mexicans. They would just walk away. You know, they were waiting for me. And I tried to sit down with them and they got up. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, how the fuck? Like, I still didn't grasp the severity of the of the whole shit, you know? Of what was going on, right? Exactly. So finally, when I go back, I go to my locker, right? My whole locker had got jacked. 
Mm. All my shit was gone. All my mm -hmm. pictures, my letter, everything. Everything was gone. And I had a Walkman. They took my shoes. They took everything. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, so um, I talked to the homies. And they're like, hey, we can't help you out. You're on your own. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So uh, in YA, you turn off the TV. Yeah. And you let everybody know, like, hey, check this shit out. You know, who the fuck jacked my shit? Throwing a fuck will sound similar to this. I'm using this as an example. If someone went in my locker, fuck your dead shit. Now, what you're doing is you're saying, if anyone went in my locker, you're disrespecting their dead family and or homies. And if somebody went in your locker and they do not admit it, then they're ranking on that fuck. That means that whatever respect they had will be lost. Because you have to retaliate as soon as you hear that, and you have to retaliate with violence. I was not firme rasa, so I cannot touch the TV. I cannot touch the microwave. <sighs> I couldn't do none of those things, right? But in my heart, I'm like, I ain't a fucking bitch. Like, I'm going to do it. Of course. So I, fucking, I did it. I did oh. it. I'm and everybody's like, what the fuck? So we're in day room, and the fucking four negros that jack me jump up. And uh, I start going at it with these fools, right? And I'm thinking in my mind, like, they told me when I was in reception, a negative could never jump a homie, you know? Right. But uh, like I was telling you, they just started walking out. Oh, All the Mexicans fuck, started going man. yard and, like, you know, going outside. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm on my own, you know? So I pick up a chair and I fucking bang it on these fools, right? right. So now I started more problems because now I'm going in with the Crips and the Bloods because they were Crips and Bloods, you know? Right. They had a lot of respect right there. Plus, I'm going at it with the Mexicans. I come back from the infirmary, right? And I'm sitting on a fucking chair, right? And then there's two negros, the main heads, right? And they're like, hey, you know what? The Mexicans ain't claiming you. Like, you're going to be one of our cases. Like, they're pretty much saying that I got to, they have to take care of me. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I ain't a fucking case. I ain't a fucking bitch. I... So this was trying to charge me, like, for protection. Right, and I'm right. Like, you know what? I, I told him, I don't need nobody's fucking protection. And he's like, look, just cooperate. Give us 20, 50 bucks a month and nobody's going to hurt you. <laughs> oh, like, literally trying to make me bitch up. Yeah, yeah. And homie. I'm like, you know what? I ain't giving you fucking shit. So they're like, all right, there's going to be some fucking problems. And uh, sure enough, I, I fucking I started catching the blues from the Negros, the Mexicans. And uh, like I was telling you, I had got that kite, remember? I yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, I, I didn't even know how serious that was, right? I, that I was when that was when you first rolled in, right? Was the kite. This is literally in the first week. Okay, so you roll into reception, you get a kite, right? From from all the homies that are pretty much running whatever cottages they're on, right? Yeah, exactly. And, well, and all the homies. So on the kite it says, um, you know, hey, bitch ass fool, you gotta get down with all these homies, right? So it's like a fucking kite with over a hundred fucking names. Oh right? shit. Who's from Flores, Puente, Corona Chiques, 18, um, Venice, every, Maravilla, a bunch of gangs. Right? Everybody. And yeah, and I'm just like, I get along with these people. Like, what the fuck? Right. But uh, so I said, I said, fuck it. So I read a big ass reject on it. <laughs> and back to him, like an idiot. I didn't even know what I was talking ah, about. Ah, oh, Right. Now I go to school, right? First go to school, I walk, right? And he's full and he's you beautiful Russian and bowling. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, fuck the shit. And I was like, I didn't know what I didn't know what the shooting game was. Now, if someone sends you a kite, which is a written note saying that they shot at you, that means 
that they disrespected your dead homies and or your dead family. If you choose to reject that, what you're doing is you're shooting at their dead homies and or their dead family. So that means you have to get down with any of their homies that are there or any family members they have there. Like the whole... Right, right. Get home. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, you say that. So, it's uh, because, like I said, I wasn't feeling that. lays me up. Right. So I already found out on my own, and I'm getting down with this fool. Now I got to get down with all his fucking homies, all his ramplas. It was a fucking nightmare. And um, to be honest, like, like I said, at first, I'd be walking all paranoid and like, fuck, you know. But after all, I was like, you know, fuck these fools, eh? I would go to all my classes, right? And on the books, I would write all my classes. I'll be like, my name is Fever and Come get some putos. And I put my classes. You were banging on these fools. <laughs> yeah, just to keep them more fucking mad. And yeah. now, and, and now well, this is, this is okay, after, after the, 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 the black guys try to fucking extort you for money or whatnot, how, how much time are you in right now in, in Nellis? You're in there for a few months? Pretty like two months. You're at two months? This is barely starting, two months. Two months. This so, happened to me for two years. For two years? Two years. Jesus, homie. So, so you're telling me for two years, you're at Nellis walking around, not feeding Rasa. And so uh, how, what was a, a week for you, fight-wise? Uh, fuck, a lot, man. There was one day where I fought like six fools in one day. And, and for people they, who don't... They were taken to the... There was one day in the room, I fought four fools back-to-back. Back-to-back. And, and see, you're you're a perfect example of what people say when YA was a gladiator school. That fucking, oh, yeah. that it's not it's not juvenile hall anymore. It's, it's it's definitely not prison, but it's it's YA, brother. And the staff, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, don't like I'm telling you the there was that one day that I'm telling you that I went to that room. Right. The staff helped the fucking inmates take out the bed. They helped them take it out, and then everybody was in day room, and they called me back there, and they're like, "Hey, the homie from Puente wants to get down." I was like, "All right, cool." So I go into the fucking cell and it's fucking five fools. Oh fuck! And I'm like, these motherfuckers gonna try to rape me or something. Like, I'm like, fuck that. So I tell him, hey, let's get down on one. I'll fight all you fools, but back to back. Don't fucking jump me nothing. <clears throat> so I mean, sure enough, I get down with all of them one right. by one. From Puente, Monrovia, a fool from South Central. Okay, well, I'm telling you, it was pretty much. Everybody just wanted a piece of me. Like, what the it, fuck? It, it was like all the jackals came out and they wanted to fucking get a piece of the meat, homeboy. Literally, honestly. Oh. They just oh. honestly, like, I ran into a lot of these people later and we became like frenemies, you know? Right, and right. And a lot of them would tell me like, hey, you know what? They just wanted to break you. Like, they wanted they wanted you to PC up, like, two case up. Well, how many guys did you I end up seeing that, that were, let's say, in somewhat of your situation that actually made it out? or made it out where they didn't get punked was it many or very few no maybe two i was like one or maybe one out of three people that ever made it and, and so so for two years you Every- fucking lived this life on me i mean I don't, I don't see how you how you didn't have resentment towards the homies i mean that's that's insane i i honestly i i did at first i'm not gonna lie okay but um i just i knew that they didn't understand the bigger picture you know because my mind was already like getting ready for prison, you know, like my right. mind was no longer YA. By the time I was like 16, I was already like, these fools don't know what's up. Like, because I started seeing how, how they were snakes, how they would only kick it with people because they were popular or they would only kick it with people because, you know, they had money or whatever. I started seeing through that shit. And I was like, you know what? This is not what it's about. 
Right. So finally, when I did become Firma Raza, I changed all that shit. Like me and a couple homies, we got together and uh, we stopped. They, we stopped all that shit. There was no more raping of the Mexicans. So, so wait um, a minute. You're, you're, you're telling me there was fucking rapes going on in Nellis at that time? Oh, yeah. People were getting raped all the time. Really? Of, really? Bad. Really? Wow. It was bad. There was, there was Huda's fucking inmates. No way, homie. That's how bad that there shit was, was in Nellis? There was a black Huda that I knew, I'm not going to say his name, that was there that would tell you, hey, if you don't want to go to the home, suck my dick. <sighs> yeah. Wow, homie. That, 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 that's fucking sad because I'm sure they had a lot of people go through that, homie. And, and then you're, you're, you're looked at scum of society, so nobody's giving a fuck. Nobody's listening to you. Yeah. I wow. seen that. I'm telling you, the, the first week that I was there, um, this, is a, this is a true story, too. Okay. Well, like I said, I pulled up with three homies. Me, my right. homeboy Blanco from Compton, and uh, another homie. And uh, like I said, they became Pima Rasa, and I did it. You know? And, uh, and uh, I'm not going to say it's gang or anything, because, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. They're anonymous and all that bullshit. But uh, so this fool had issues, and they, they ended up stomping him out. So anybody who's been in YA knows that you cannot get stomped out. Because once you get stomped out, you're automatically level. Yeah. You know, you're, longer, you're like me. You're no longer Fima Rasa. It's a cold world, so homie. I see this fool, right? And I'm just like, damn, this fool's going to go through it, right? And I'm hoping he has the balls like me, you know, like he's going to go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, little by little, I start seeing these fools beating them down, right? And uh, the Mexican, they sold them también. So finally, uh, we're in day room. And uh, the, the Fima Rasa sit on one side. And people like me would have to sit on the tables, which is like away from her. You're like segregated. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So I see this fool. They call him over there to the day room, right? And I tell that fool clumsy, don't go, dick. It's the fucking negros. Don't go. And it's the same guy that try to fuck with me, right? Right, right. Oh, him like an idiot. He goes because he's thinking it's protection. You know, like he doesn't want to get uh, fucked up by Mexicans no more. Right, right. So finally he goes and... um. I'm looking, but I'm not trying to look, right? Because I'm just like, fuck it. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, of course. And uh, they start socking him out. Like, hit him. And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, come on. Fight back, you know? And uh, I could hear him, the negro. Uh, he's like, hey, you know what? Fuck my dick. And I'm just like, no, don't fucking do it, dog. And sure enough, <sighs> fucking, he did it. Turned him out. He they uh -huh. turned him out, exactly. And, 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 and a lot of cases happen like that over there, huh? A lot of people. A lot of people. And it's fucked up because this is the black booze. So yeah, just imagine man. you're Mexican and you're letting another Mexican get fucking done like that. And how are you okay with it? But a lot of people were. Over a bunch Mexican. of little... It was, that's what, that was the crazy part. It was a bunch of little kids fucking running the show over there and fucking... Yeah. It, it's almost, you know what it reminds me of? This is what I try to explain to people who've never been to YA. It, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty much what it reminds me of why these motherfuckers running their own. You got big guys. It's almost like the bigger you are, you can punk fools and do whatever the fuck you want. There's nobody there to really protect you, brother. That's so, true. So during this whole two years, you're in the youth authority. You're fighting all the fucking time. Fools are trying to punk you. I'm sure fools are trying to rape you. Fools are trying to do all kind of shit, dude. Yeah. How, did, how did you fucking mentally prepare yourself every day to come out and fucking program? Like, I, I just, I, w I would wake and I knew she was going to crack. Like, I told her first, I was like, you know what? I'm, I, 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 I
And um, this is maybe a couple years term. And I haven't became a Rasta team. And um, my mom sees me and I had a broken arm because the Fusum Flores broke hand. You know, I was in the gym working out with them. Right. And um, so they, they ended up jumping me. And uh, one holds me down and the other one fucking stomps on my hand, right? So I'm just like, fuck these motherfuckers, eh? So I, I, I'm pissed, you know? So instead of getting mad, you know what I do? I just fucking get up with a broken hand. I start fucking boxing these fools with one fucking hand. And um, I go back, right? Now it's visiting. And my mom's like, ay, mijo, que te están haciendo? And the thing is, I never worried my mom. I never told her, like, what happened or nothing. Not oh, you, so. you, you never told her through all that time you were fucking not feeding her that that was going on? Wow. She never, I didn't, I just didn't want her to worry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. If I was to tell her, like, what I'm going through, she'll fucking worry, you know? I mean, she's seen me, obviously, with, like, broken nose. Because I had my jaw broken three times in Hawaii. I had my ribs broken. I had my arm broken twice. Uh, fuck, all kinds of shit. Oh, ah, fuck, dude. It's like you went through a fucking car crashes and shit. Literally. So, so you, went Literally. Through all the, you went through all this damage. You're walking out with broken jaws. You're walking out with ribs broken, arms broken. What the fuck are the staff doing all this time? Nothing. They're just... Nothing. Look, looking That's the it. other way, it's it's so and so. He's not feeding me. They're almost like part of the game, or what the fuck? What it was is um they had this uh and this is a crazy part, right? They had this gang coordinator. So this vato, what you would do is let's say you're let's say you're from 18th Street and I don't belong with 18th Street. Right? right. You could tell the gang coordinator, hey, I have problems with this guy. I don't want to get down with him. I want to go talk to him. But it was all a show. Right. They right. And it would be like six vatos from 18th Street. And they'll be like, hey, we don't want to get down with you. We don't want no problems. But if we see you, you know what's up. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you just threatened me in front of the fucking gang coordinator. And uh, it was just a way of them pretty much washing their hands. Because when we would get down, they would pin the 115 on me. Because they already talked to the gang coordinator saying they want no fucking problems. But it was all bullshit. But, it but was pretty, all set up bullshit. Pretty much they're setting you up to, here. here's your enemy. This is how he looks. Come see him real quick. They see you. All right, get exactly. away. They've signed it. Now that's it. Ah, exactly. homie, you had, it, you had it rough on all kind of ends over there. It was bad. Let, let, let me ask you something, man. In all this time that you were, you were there and, and shit was going bad for you, did the, did the thought of ever, I don't know, commit suicide, doing something to yourself, ever crossed your mind did any did you ever get like so fucking depressed where you just thought life is not worth living like i i did feel some shit like that but um i didn't feel like killing myself i just i just got tired i got tired one day because uh like i said you get tired of i would like i told you i would sleep with my shoes on for two fucking years you know for two years i would sleep with my fucking shoes on and you my, were, you, my clothes you, literally you, you were on battle ready status every fucking day for two years yeah, because these fools, uh, I wasn't, I was sleeping on the tall wall, which is open. So these fools would just wake up and drag my ass, you know. So I couldn't sleep good. I couldn't buy store because they were jacking my shit. I couldn't do nothing, you know. So I was constantly ready for something. Huh, and huh? Uh, so one day, like I told you in the visit, my mom tells me because I have a broken arm and I have a fucking bloody ass black eye, right? Fuck. And uh, my mom's like, "Qué te está pasando?" And I'm like, oh, I just make a eat, you know. I would always lie to her and tell yeah, her that yeah, I fell yeah, yeah. or got into some problems. There was nothing we worried So this day, mom tells me, hey, you know what, mijo? Pray God. Like, pray God and he's going to stop everything. He's going to, you're going to go home. Because I was only supposed to do two years. Right. You know, but these first two years were fucked up for me. 
So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I go back and I lay down on my bed and I take off my shoes, right? And I'm like, you know what? I talk to God and I tell him, hey, you know what, God? I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of dealing with these people. Like, tell these people to leave me alone. Like, I just want to fucking go home, man. And uh, I was like, if you give me this, like, I'll forever appreciate you. Like, I'll be fucking best son you can have, you know? Right. In the morning I wake up and it feels good. I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be real. Right, right. I go to fucking um, today room. Everything's good. We go to school. As soon as I go to school, as soon as I pass the metal detector, I get down with one boom, pa 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 pa. We uh we caught a blind, which means that it's like a hiding spot from the cops where they don't see you. Yeah, yeah. So we walk. I walk away and I'm fucking bleeding from my nose. I'm like, fuck, man. I take off my jacket. I go into class. Two bottles from Colonia right there, and they're like, hey, go in the bathroom. Ooh, we gotta get down. And I'm like, fuck, man. So I'm like, okay. I go to the bathroom with one of them. I go to the bathroom with the other one. Bam, we get out. I get out of class. And um, there in Nellis, there was something called the bend, which was a long-ass hallway that the cops couldn't see in there. And motherfuckers would be rocking and rolling all day in there. So I'm walking in the bend, and I'm just like, fuck, man. This is already three fights. And this is not even 9, 10 in the morning. Two fools from fucking up north. They're, they're homies, but they don't get along. With, I guess they shot at me, you know? Right. Like, I'm with him. Bah, 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 bah. Finally, I'm coming out, and I'm already fucking fucked up. I got a bruised eye, fucked up nose from the homie from Colonia. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I just want to go back to the cottage, you know? Now it's right. lunchtime, so I'm running back. And I'm like, fuck it. At least I'm going to make it to the cottage. As soon as I go past the metal tickets to go to my unit, this fool goes like this. Like, hey, meet me halfway. Halfway, yes. So uh, what that means is the Supermans, you know, you have to run to them and they're yeah. going to run to you. Yeah, yeah. So I got to run from one side of the fucking field to the other and you just got to get them up. So I'm just like, fuck, man, fuck it. And this is a big motherfucker from 18th Street. And uh, I go, fuck it. I'm running towards this fool. Bah, this fool just, I only got dropped three times, not knocked out. And that was one of the times I got knocked. I fucking fell on my ass and I was like, so uh, I'm just thinking and in my mind I start thinking about my prayer and all this and I'm just like oh fuck this shit right. so I run to the homie from 18 and I fucking kick him in his face bah! like fuck it I'm already fucked anyways what the fuck right. so the, the, the hudas they, uh, they, I don't know if you remember the foggers Fog, the yeah, it fucking hit you hard homie. Yeah, yeah. they fucking fogged the shit out of me so now is my sixth fight I get to go to the hole I'm fucked up and I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I, I gave up on that shit. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to rock and roll all the way. Right. And uh, that's what I did. I pretty much did to the point where they, they had no choice but to accept me. They, they couldn't stop me. So, because whatever they did, I was going to fight back for it. How, so how, how, many, how many fights would you say in that two-year span in the Youth Authority did you have? If you had to guesstimate or if you know... In the first two years, easy like two, three hundred. Oh Jesus! Easy, two or three hundred fucking fights. Man, there's fuck. There's professional boxers that haven't had two or three hundred fights, huh, man? And and, and by the time I left the youth authority, I had got down. I had a. I had written them all down. I had over five, four, five hundred fights. Really? In the in the whole time? How much time did you end up doing it? Why? Seven years. So you went in there. You went in there for with two years. The board gave you two years. 
and you ended up getting the, you ended up coming out. You're, 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 you're the fucking epitome of a time bomb, homie. How it wasn't YA. Oh, literally. I, I was maxed out. Fucking hey. So so what was what was the turning point after the two years that made you firme raza? Okay, so what happened was um that riot. Remember I told you that we had a riot? Yeah. So that was a big ass fucking riot. And uh, it was the blacks against the Mexicans. So obviously I'm not firme, so I don't have to get in. But I start noticing how a lot of the firme raza are not getting in. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are supposed to be writing and yeah, i yeah. see literally the negros like smashing a homie with a bed right and none of the firmeras are running so i'm like you know what fuck this like i'm mexican so i run and i start backing up the homies and uh finally we go to the i go to the hole and i already had been to the hole a bunch of times right and there's a homie uh soldier from san diego there's a bunch of homies that are there that know me and respect me because they know that i'm down but i'm right. not feeling so I was like that middle point, you know? Right, right, right. So finally, they throw this big-ass junta. And it, I, so there's lockup, which is TAP. That's a temporary lockup. Right. But when you go to Nixon, that's like a program. That means you have to do like a year, two that's years like a lockup. YHU program is what it is. Exactly. So they give me – I was on my third Nixon program. Oh, you know? fuck. Like, you're one of those, fool. You're one of those. Yeah. yeah, I was fighting motherfuckers in the hole. Like, you know how you come out in chains? Yeah. We'd have to just jump on the table and start kicking them. Or just running to them with the shoulders. Like, it was stupid. You know, I learned how to come out of my fucking handcuffs when I was in Hawaii. Because you go get a paperclip, right? Right. So, the homie, and it was funny because this vato was from Flores. We had had a problem, but when we got to the hole, we became cool. That's right. We became cool, and uh, he showed me how to come out the cubs. And he goes, hey, homie, you're getting fucked up all the time. He's like, you don't know how to come out your cubs. And I was like, show me. So, he goes, all right. He shows me how to get a paper clip and pick my lock. Right. So now when I go to program, you know, because you have people sitting down next to you in program. Right. I can come out the cuffs and we could get them up. How many, how many guys would you guys come out at a time when you're in those lockup units? Uh, depending. Sometimes two, sometimes like four, four. Depending right? on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the, the staff. The, you know, and and the, those lockup programs are usually what? Uh, I think they got like a 30-day op. And then after that, they got about a, a year. They do on those yeah, things, right? they go 30 days, 90 days, six months, and one year. Depending on how I you program. All, I did all those. Because so, that means you were, in there, you were fighting all the time. Yeah, and it was funny because after a while, the cops started liking me, you know? At first, like the first two years, they hated me. After a while, they'll be like, hey, Z-Man, you want, they used to call me Z-Man. Right. Be like, hey, Z-Man, you want an extra plate? I'll be like, hell yeah, shoot that shit. And uh, there was this one cop, right? Because when I first went to Hawaii, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't know how to fight, right? And I was always getting fucked up. So there's one cop, he used to be an ex-boxer. And he goes, hey, man. He opens the door, and I think he's going to talk shit, right? And he goes, you know what your problem is? I'm like, what? So you scared to get hit? And I was like, I'm not scared. He goes, I've seen you fight, man. Uh... And uh, so I told him, well, what do I do? And he gives me a handball, right? And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this handball? Right. And he goes, get this handball, and I want you to throw it against the wall all day. All day straight to your face i'm just like all right so i do it right but what he's teaching me is to move wow to bob move. and weave bob and weave exactly so um now when i get out from nixon i'm firme everybody heard because they had a junta back in the days um they would throw juntas right right we're all mexicans and it's like a democracy like they vote so now they start talking, hey, you know what, this homeboy named Beaver from Northside Bowling, we want to bring him up firme. Like, does anybody have something to say? 
So they had tried to do this two times already, and people had said no. Wow. So I had to get down with them and just keep mine, you know, so they said yes. So finally, on the third time, everybody says yes. It's unanimous, right? So finally, I'm fucking me, right? So I right. go back to Jackson. They would always send me to the fucked up unit, which is Jackson, right? Right. I go to Jackson, and um, I, I don't even unroll my mat. I don't lay, I don't untie my bag because I know I'm going to get down. Right. I leave all my stuff on the floor. I turn off the TV and I'm like, hey, you know what? My name's Beer from Northside Ballroom Park. And I'm fucking beer, man. If you had a fucking problem with that shit, fucking dead shit. So I'm thinking nobody's going to get up. And uh, sure enough, this Vato from Puente, he hated me. He jumps up and he's like, fuck that. You left. I still on my, let's go. So we start getting him up. Boom, 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 boom. So now I go back and I tell him I'm fucking beer, man. And he goes, so we get down again twice in the same day, right? right? And I'm fresh out of lockup. Like, I haven't even made my bed or nothing. Right, right, right. Now his homie, his homie comes out. I'm full scrappy. I get down with his homie también. Boom, boom, boom. Now they start fucking jumping me. Oh, fuck. Right? They're jumping me, and I'm like, fuck, I'm still getting them up with these fools. They send me back to lockup, and um, I'm still feeding them. So it's like, fuck it. They couldn't do shit. At the end of the day, they, I was fighting them to the point where they got tired of fighting me. They didn't want to fight me no more. Because because you, you weren't giving up none. So then, so then after the two years, Jesus Christ, the the probably the longest two years of your life, I would think, or oh, close yeah. to it. It was At, after those two years, you become firme. By that time, had you already accumulated all that extra time to do the seven I already, years? I was already maxed out. I maxed out in my first two years. You already had enough paperwork, level Bs, homeboy, to fucking max you out. I had, I had level Bs. That's all it was. It was assault, 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 assault. So, and so, uh, it was funny because finally when I went to the pro board, um, they had all my hours waiting in fights. But by, before I left, everybody respected me, so nobody was tripping on me no more. Right. And the fucking cops with the pro people were like, how the fuck did you go through this shit? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, but no, it happened no. Straight up, that those people that that are supposed to be taking care of young guys like you, like I, when I was in there, they they knew what the fuck was going on, homie. They're looking at this paperwork. They're like, look how many fights this kid has, man. But they yeah. they really didn't give a fuck. You're just a you're just you're just another Mexican or another black guy in there. You're just a you're you're a ward of the state, homie. You're a ward yeah, of the state. Dude. Wow. So, they didn't give a fuck. So I'm telling you, there was a lot of times where they could have stopped it. Of course, of course, they, they should have stopped it. They, no. Like, how you not gonna see me getting my ass kicked? You know? No, 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 no. Not, not even a man, but no kid should have that happen to him, brother. No fucking way. I could see a couple fights, but after that many times, no, nah, they fucking know yeah. what was going on, brother. Nah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm telling you, and I just, I was just like, fuck it. And it's so, crazy because, like I told you, a lot of those people, I ended up seeing them later on in life. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's 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 get over there. Okay. So, so now you, 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 you did what seven in the, in, in the youth authority you said at the end, mm-hmm. fuck. All right. So you did your seven years. So you're what about 20, 21 when you max out? No, oh, 19. Okay. You're 19. You're maxing out. How was your mindset from when you first went to YA and now that you're getting out at 19? It's totally different. Like I, I didn't tolerate shit. I did. I wasn't up for like, you know how before you talk, like I was, I was diplomatic in a way where I could talk with words. But I'll fucking flip yeah. the script in a second. Like, I, I wouldn't th- even think twice. I, I think you saw it, and a lot of guys went to YA. YA was a breeding ground for killers. It ended up, yeah, making, it ended up making a lot of people come out very aggressive, very, like, like you said, fucking from one minute to the next, 
You don't, it, it's, it's the epitome of, I don't give a fuck. I think that's what YA yeah. teaches you. So oh, literally. So literally uh, that's the mentality I had. I was only out for two weeks. That was, that was my next two question. Weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks. And then, and then you get busted for what? I get busted for armed robbery. Oh, fuck. Me and my homies were going to we're gonna rob. Look at this. This is how stupid my mind was. And I'm a man now, and I admit it. But back then, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking down. You know, I'm down. I don't give a fuck. Down. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So my homies want to fucking rob an armored truck. All right. The, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm down. You know, so do it. But uh, I think it was God, honestly. One of my homies is too high. He's high as fuck, right? Right. And my other homie is like, hey, what would I tell you about getting high before a fucking lick? Like, he was totally against it. Right, right. My homie gets mad, lets this fucker out. Now it's just me and my homeboy, sober, you know? But we were strapped up for a lick. So my homeboy's like, fucking just rob somebody. So uh, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. I go over there, this guy comes out of the bank, we rob him, whatever. And uh, they ended up IDing us because... Um, on my back, I have a big-ass bowling. So when I get into the car, the bank camera catches me switching shirts and sees the big-ass ah. bowling. Boom. Done. Yeah, cops figure out that had just got out. And you know when you get out, they take pictures of you. Yeah, yeah, the parole gives them out to everybody in the Ooh. city. Exactly. So, yeah, so. They literally came, from, they, came to, they came to my house within two weeks. Boom. And um, I could have took a deal, honestly, because I had no adult record. Right. You know, even though I was convicted as a juvenile as an adult, I I, uh, I didn't get, I didn't have an adult record. Yeah, 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 so yeah. My homeboy was going to get life. So I fucking wrote it out with him and I took five years and this fool ended up getting 20 years as a oh, deal. Fuck. That was his deal because this fool, had, he had a lot of priors. Of, he was, yeah, a lot of priors. So we write it out and uh, as soon as I go to prison, I, I ended up going to Tracy because I had been in YA, right? Right. Go to Tracy and, um, so now this is the thing. When I was in YA, I already I already knew what it was, you know, to hoop something. I already knew what it was to stab somebody. Like I already had the mentality. You're so already I, up on that game, homie. It was like I came home. Right. I was right, ready. Right. You know, and uh, I knew how to conduct myself, and I ended up hooking up with the right people. And, well, actually, the wrong people. Let's say. <laughs> not, even, not, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. not even the right people. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. But um. That was it. I fucking ended up, uh, I ended up Tracy and then I went to Corcoran and I was in the hole for like fucking almost four years. Up in the hole? So how was, uh, how, how was, uh, how was that time in the hole for four years, homie? It was bad, man. It, it was bad. It, it's a like, mental thing, I never thing, understood right? how I would always land into these situations. Right. I don't know if you remember that movie, Felon? Yes. You seen that movie, Felon? Yes. I was there when they were doing that shit. And, and and but you were living that fucking life. I was living it. You everybody watches the fucking movie. I was living that fucking shit. Like so, it was fucked up. The Huras would bring us down. We'd have to get down with the Negros, with the Norteños, with the Samoans, and it was fucking crazy. It like, was just it, fucking, it, 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 it was just another branch of YA, but now you're doing it in the prison system. Exactly. But, but I mean, the exactly. craziest shit you went through in YA, unfortunately, prepared you for I'm this. Ready. Because a lot of people, a lot of people also don't know Beaver. I remember why fools are AYA lifting weights, pumping them up, whatever they're doing, thinking I'm gonna go to the joint. I'm gonna go to the joint. You're, you're like, you're like yeah. bracing yourself, preparing yourself to go to prison and do what you were doing. So, so really? when you're in that as a YA baby, it's it's a, you're just taking it to that next level. 
yeah, it was like a dream come true. Honestly, <laughs> everybody true. wanted everybody wanted to end up in prison. People don't understand and it, and it's funny. Yeah, because when you end up in prison, you see all the same people, and I tripped out because a lot of the people that were super firme raza in prison, they were just fucking nobodies. Yeah, they were nobodies, and, and a lot of this is another fucked up part. A, a lot of these people that went to prison ended up getting stabbed and fucked over right there because, like I told you. The Mexicans were raping Mexicans. Yeah, so hey, that's crazy, brother. Hey, that's a big no-no. Mm-hmm. If somebody found out that you were not doing that shit in prison, boom, you're getting blasted. Yeah, fuck I yeah. Seen a lot of homies go down like that. Wow, brother, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so imagine here you are in YA, fucking little kids, but you don't know that when you go to prison, you're gonna get that. Yeah, homie. Yeah, there's and there's some fools. I, I remember I was busted with some fools and uh. They caught charges in there. They caught straight rape charges for fucking fucking. Like I, I saw this one Gava. He got a, he was eighteen. He got a fool that was like sixteen years old in uh in the hole, and that fool got caught a rape charge for raping a minor or, or, or some molestation type shit. Yeah. Homie, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Imagine, so imagine when he goes to prison, he's he's done. Over. He's done. I mean, he's done. So he could never be GP. It's crazy. So so you you go to the joint, you do your five years. Yeah. You get out. Was that it for you, or was was the the reign of terror over? You're still going. So I get out and uh, I try to do good, and it just doesn't work out, you know. Because like I said, my mind is still not ready. Like this is now. I know that I could just stay in my little room, and this is like my comfort zone. Right. But before I would like had different things, you know, drugs, my homies, different things, you know, which I still have my homies and everything. But it's more of a hey, how you guys doing? That's right. It's not like let's go kick it in the crack house. Or, That's right. Yeah, there's nothing there for you, homie. There's nothing there I, for I you. I won't. I don't do it because I know that my mind is not like theirs. Like I know that I'm not gonna sit there and watch pornos. I'm gonna sit there and be like, fuck, let's go blast somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mentality is different. It's you. You, you so, go. Uh, I get it. It's it's that mentality. We go from zero to sixty, homie. I don't. I don't got an in between either. I'm gonna go full throttle or I'm not. Exactly. So I just learned. You know what? My best thing is not to put myself in that situation. That's right. You know, and it's not about being weak, but it's about understanding I can't handle that drug or I can't handle that situation. But a lot of people, they, 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 well, they'll say stuff like that, but that's not weak, homie. You're the stronger man. It's easy to go kick it with the homies and smoke. It's easy to go party and get drunk. All the, that's the easy part. The hard part is getting up in the morning, knowing yeah. if you're going to drink a couple of beers, drink a few just to chill. Go up in the morning, go to work, do your 40 hours a week, whatever it is, pay your rent, pay your, oh, that's, that's, that's 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 man shit on me. The the, yeah, the criminal the criminal ways crazy it, because they it's easy. They they make you feel like that's your life, but little by little you could you could break out of it. I, I did it and I was like knees deep and shit. Like people that been in, with me in prison know that I'm like a totally different person when I'm in prison. Right. You know, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, I don't I don't do anything. my mind is like hundred percent alert, you know. So to me, I'm on the streets. It's like my vacation time. Like I want to just take a, you know, time off from that shit. Yeah, but hey, I, I, I used to, I used to uh, say a phrase when I used to get out of YA. I used to be like, I'm on borrowed time. I'm just out here for the minute, and I'll be back in there. Yeah. But, but no, literally. Yeah, yeah. But now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta change that, brother. So you went in there, you did your five years in the joint. You get out. How long were you out that time? I was out this time. I was out for maybe two years. And I catch another case and go to the county and this is what I shot my head. 
So I'm uh, I'm in waste and they go right cracks off, right? Hold on, hold on. Say, say it again. I'm supposed to do the, 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 the violation. The, the sound went off. Uh, so what happened? You got out of five years and then what happened? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good now. Okay, yeah. So what happened is, um, so I started away and um, I'm, you know, like, fuck, I'm trying to do good, you know? Right. Go to prison and I'm like, fuck, I got to start. I, you know, let my hair grow, try to change a little bit. Right. But the reality is I hadn't still cut the ties that I had. You know, I still had stupid ties. So I ended up catching a case at uh, my court county. And as I'm just doing a normal violation. Right. Which is like 90 days, six months at the most. Right. I'm there. But the thing is, when I'm in prison, I'm like all about the homies. And like, like I know what I have to do. I have to, like, to me, that's like my job. You know, yeah. like I punch in for a job. When I go to prison, that's my job. Like I just have to do my job. And you do it well. I do it well, exactly. Because I've been in jail so long. Right. So long story short, some shit happened. And we have to kick it off with the Uras, right? So since I had been in jail so long, I got something called polica, which means that you have good verbal skills. You're very good communicator when it comes to people. Right. But in reality, you're just a fucking manipulator. You know? <laughs> you, you think, you think, yeah, honestly, that's what yeah, happened. Hey, homie, that's hey, homie you're honest. You're honest. Which is true, because yeah. here I am telling the homies that we're going to be okay. When in my mind, I know that we're not going to be okay. We're going to get the shit beat oh, out of gonna... us. And we're going to get fucked up, because with the hurrahs, you can't win. Right. But when I talk to them, I tell them, hey, you know what, homies? I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be front line with you. Fool. I'm going to be out there with you guys. And uh, so the tr when I went to prison, like I told you, there was different transitions of homies. Right. So I got a transition of where... Before we did something, it was almost like, you know how Jesus broke bread with the disciples, right? Yeah, homie. Well, the people who laced me up would be like, you know what? In order to make a homie, you got to make him feel like you're his family. Like, you know, feed him, clothe him, bathe. Like, make him feel like, you know what? I'm going to ride with this motherfucker. So that's yeah, what I would yeah. do. Yeah. I would tell homies, hey, you know what? Are you hungry? Eat like them, huh? Hey, homie, you, are you cold? Here, here's a sweater. Hey, you need shoes? Like them, huh? Why? Not because I wanted friends or camaraderie because I did that, because I knew that in the long run, I was going to need that favor. I was going to be like, hey, homie, hold this real quick. Hey, homie, I need you to stab this fool real quick. You know, and since I had been so nice to you, you wouldn't even want to think twice. You'd be like, yeah, you know, I got your back, homie, don't trip. This guy's got my best interest at heart. Exactly. That's what everybody has. But, but in reality, we all have our own fucking, uh, you know, our, our own agendas, homie. Put it, let's put it that way. Exactly. And even though my intentions were good, I knew that we had to do bad. You know, that's what it was. Right. You know? So, and so, uh, so this shit's going to crack off, and I make a big old spread with the homies. And um, the paisas, they don't want to get in. But they have to. You know, they don't want to. So I, tell, I fucking make up this big old speech, and I tell the paisas, hey, you know what? These papas, ellos son mexicanos. Like, don't fight because you don't like the Tolos. Fight because you have children that are Tolos. You know, my my parents come from Mexico just like you guys. And I start feeding them all this fucking bullshit. <laughs> and they buy it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I fucking, uh, I make some sopas. I fucking make everybody feel good. And the next day I tell them, hey, you know what? Tomorrow, we all go, fuck it. But they're like, fuck it. Because the thing is, they're scared. But if they see one guy that's like the fucking leader that's going to yeah, jump and yeah, run a roll, yeah, yeah. that takes the fear factor away. 
So I knew that I had to sacrifice myself for the greater cause. And I, and I would always do it. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, fuck it, because the job's going to get done. Right, I always right. see the big picture, like in YA. Right. So um, sure enough, this shit happens, and um, the Huras come in, and they start calling out mail. And this is in the county in Wayside. Right. Like, so-and-so. And I, that's not even my last name, but I go up there. And he's like, where's your shirt at? And I was like, I forgot it, sir. Like, I was always real feeding with the hoodas like that. And he goes, put oh, your shirt on. And I was like, let me just get my mail, sir. And I go over there and I pretend like it's my letter as soon as I get it. Boom! I fucking flip it. <laughs> Everybody fucking jumps. Everybody just rocking and rolling. And uh, this fucking riot actually came out on the news. On okay. the newspapers and everything. It was in uh, 2008. Okay. It was fucking like the National Guard. Everybody had to go into Wayside. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Remember that? So I yeah, was I in that, that shit. Oh, I was God. in that motherfucker rocking it. We were fucking breaking beds. We were burning mattresses. We were fucking... They couldn't stop us. The reason why they stopped us, and it's stupid, but they stopped us. How? You know how? No. They came in with the big old fucking water hoses. No way. Those water hoses were dropping homies left and right. And then you got concrete, so everybody's slipping everywhere and fucking falling. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Those motherfuckers were smart. Finally, oh, they get us, right? They take all our clothes. All our clothes. Only the Mexicans. Right. They take all the Mexicans to the yard. Take all our fucking clothes out. Handcuff us with the, the zip ties. The zip ties, yeah. Leave us out there all fucking night. <sighs> no bathroom, no bed, no blankets, no nothing. Really? You're you get security risk. They have us all out there. So when I before when all this shit happens, one of the hudas is telling me to stop, right? And I'm fucking up one of the hudas with my homeboy. Right. So I don't see this guy. He fucking shoots with uh with a block gun, which is like right. Bah. Breaks my fuck busts my eardrum. So right now out of my ear, I can't hear nothing. Oh really? You're still fucking deaf out of that ear. I'm deaf. I could get I could get disability and all that bullshit, but I don't get that shit. I'd rather just work, you know. That's fucking right. Hundred bucks are gonna give me, honestly. That's right. Worth it. That's right. So so after that riot, you end up catching a case over that shit. I caught a case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling a peace officer. So now they fucking take me to the fucking hole, and um, I'm thinking they're not gonna pick it up. But sure enough, a bunch of people say it was me. Blah blah blah, and all this bullshit. I'm gonna back to prison. I go. How, how much time did you end up getting? I go. I went with two years, and I ended up doing another five years mm. because I started fucking up in prison again. Because the thing is, once I go to prison, I always set up shop. You know. Yeah, I yeah. Set up shop, and I start doing stupid shit. You know, I'm it, always it, up to the same bullshit. And now it was fucked up because I have get out of jail free card because technically in prison I'm considered disabled now. So oh, instead of because of my hearing, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. Instead of using it as a flaw, I use it to my favor, you know, because now I could go to the clinic whenever I want. I could get more access. You got movement, homie. You got movement. So I fucking tell the homies, hey, use me, homie. Let's do this shit. I got access to everything. <sighs> so um, I just imagine here I am in prison with this fucking, and I wear glasses in prison with two hearing aids. <laughs> You know, so who's going to think that this guy, and then I have to wear a handicap vest, <laughs> a yellow, big ass, I swear to God. Oh, hey, whoa. you know what the who used to call me in prison? Chaleco. Chaleco? Because he comes with that fucking yellow chaleco. 
because the yellow vest. Yeah, 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 and yeah. They, and it's funny because when I first got to prison, the cops are like, oh, this fucking retard, la, la, la. Like, <laughs> oh, laughing dicks, at me. dicks. But little did they know, I'm under their noses. Running game. Running game. Running them up. Fucking drugs, cell phones. No I was shit. Like, I was fucking running chaos. So so chaos right so now now you go in there, you get your two, you got another five. So so far you're at five, ten, you're about seven, you're about fuck, like twenty, like twenty no, you're what seventeen years in so far. Almost, yeah. All right. So, so now so. I get out. I get out and uh I'm out and I get busted again. So I get busted this last time. This last time that I got out. And um, I fucking, uh, I'm like, you know, fuck, like, I'm tired, you know? And it was fucked up because they were going to wash me up. They were trying to wash me up. Yeah, of course. Of course. You were fucking such a repeat offender. Exactly. He was like, you're a fucking career criminal. You're over here. And uh, he goes, look at all these fucking assaults, all these fucking cases that I would catch him. Because when you you stab somebody in prison... It, it still goes on your record, but right. you know it doesn't. It doesn't well, get charged to it. Whether they pick it up or not, it's still on your record. Exactly. So he's just seen all these fucking assault, 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 assault. and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then uh, so finally he goes, "You know what? We're gonna make it a three strikes case." And I already have two strikes, so it's my birthday, right? And I tell a fucking judge, like, "Look, I know you want to give me all day, and I don't blame you for doing it. Like, I, I do." Deserve it. I did fuck up my life and I had made fucked up choices. I said, but look, I'm only 20 something at the time. I was like 26, 28 at the time. Right. And I told him, I want to get out and I want to be, because I had kids already. I had two kids, but I didn't even know them because I was always in jail, right? Right, right. So uh, I told him, I just want one solid chance. And he looks out and he goes, today's your birthday, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to give you a deal right now. And I was like, what's my deal? I'm thinking it's going to be like a year or two. He goes, five years with 80%. Take it or leave it. And I'm just like, fuck. So I talked to the DA, I mean, the public defender, right? And he's like, bro, take it. He's like, they're going to wash you up, man. So I'm like, fuck it. Signed another fucking five, man. I signed another five years. And uh, now I'm like on my third prison number. And I go back to fucking prison. And I'm just like. Fuck, man. And it's the same shit. The same problem, same politics, same crazy shit. At, at, at this point, were you starting to change a little bit mentally? Were you starting to like, dude, I got to get the fuck away from this fucking shit? Or, or did you just go back to the same old program? It happening towards the end of my term. Right. Because the thing was, like, I grew up, like, wanting to be a homie. I grew up for the respect. I grew up for everything. You know, like, I was the ideal candidate to be forever yeah. you know like you, one of those guys yeah, yeah. Like was, that's what you were striving wanted, for that's what you were striving exactly, for exactly exactly and um i had the, i i did my i did my dirt i did good dirt and uh at the end of the day like towards the end of my term i started seeing like fuck this like like i told you there was times where i fucking had you know hits on my head you know right. and my Sally didn't even go out to the yard he was like i'm not gonna go and I'm like, fool, what do you mean I got to go? I said, look, fool, we're going. We're fucking going. If we get fucking hit, we're going to go all against it. So fuck it. I fucking went. I got a big old fucking shank. And I was like, let's fucking go. I'm going to go all like a G. And uh, I just started seeing how it was so easy 
to get fucking fucked over, you know? And I started yeah. thinking like, God damn, like I gave my life to this shit, you know? And after everything that was said and done and everything I did and just like that. Nothing. You know? like, yeah, like a snip of a finger, that's it. The only, the only thing, the only thing uh, you've got is you've got lost years, lost Honestly. years. That's it, brother. There's no four one k. There's no four one k. There's no retirement plan. There's a next somewhere. They just say next, and here comes the next guy. Yeah, and it's crazy because like I have a lot of respect for the homies, the good homies that I That's met. That's right. But uh, I met some solid ass people, but it was like there's so many people that are just fake and out to fuck somebody over and I'm just like fuck that shit you know and I started thinking about my whole time in YA and thinking about this and I'm just like fuck am I striving for too, too many people are trying to break homies instead of make homies exactly exactly and it's fucked up because that's what happened you know I started seeing like I told you my homies well people in jail yeah offering 19 20 year old kids fucking heroin oh yeah shooting up homies. with them just yeah. and this is sad because that's what they would do they would get them strung out so they could fucking get strung as a family for money and they could get high together. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I was with other homies. Fool, this fool did it. Like, you came to fucking prison not fucking slamming and you're going to leave at the castle? Yeah, homie. Now, nowadays, unfortunately, even out here, like in my neighborhood, you got guys that are 16 years old fucking slamming dope, homie. Imagine that shit. Man, that's, that's some fucked up that. shit. Instead of an older homie being like, hey, carnal, this ain't for you, homie. Straight up, this ain't for you. It's like, yeah, they want to give exactly. it to you. So they got somebody else now that can do a robbery with them, get the dope, and they got somebody else say, you know, misery loves company, homie. Misery loves exactly. company. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, what I, that's where I started bumping heads with a lot of the gente. Because right. I would tell them, I know we have to sell drugs. I know we have to do transas to keep money flowing. Of course. But why do we have to fuck our own people? That's poison, homie. It's poison. Yeah. Exactly. This is what I always said. If you're a Tecato already, fuck it. I'll feed you poison. Yeah. Homie. But you already chose your path. I'm not going to open up the door for somebody like that. Right. And I never did. I never did. I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do that. I never did. So other so, people would do it. So you ended up doing um, four to five years out of that last sentence. So at the, at the end of the day, Beeves, you ended up doing 20 to 22 fucking years in the joint. NYA. All together. That, that's more than half of your life, right? Literally. I mean, right now, how old are you? Um, 37. Okay, so you're 37. I think you've been out for, what, like five years now? Five, six years? Yeah. This so, is the longest I've been out in my life. And, and how's it feel, brother? Feels good, man. Honestly. What, and I, I don't have the money I had before. I don't have that respect. I don't have that people like, hey, how you doing? Hey. But you know what? I have, like you said, my freedom. I have, mm -hmm. you know, I have something more, you know. And I you, still have my issues. Like I told you, I have a lot of, of personal issues. But of course. I just say, fuck it. I'd rather deal with this shit than, you know, have to keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what people understand, man. You can, you can work a nine-to-five job, not have as much money as you did when you were slanging dope, doing all that shit. But you're so much richer, yeah. brother. You're so much wealthier, man. You got your freedom, carnal. You, you exactly your, like you said, you can't put a price on that shit. You can't put a price on it because regardless, what people don't understand either is especially guys, young kids, let's say, man, because we have some young kids, that's what we do this for. We try to teach these young guys. They yeah. sit there and join gangs. They sit there and think, I'm going to run my own program, do what the fuck I want. I'm being a rebel. And they don't understand that joining the gang and going to jail and going to prison, you're going to always run somebody's program, homie. You're not going to be exactly. free. 
you're never gonna be free. You're gonna you just be another number. Yeah. Another another person. Another, you know what they told me when I joined everything was you're always gonna be a piece of the game. Like yeah. you're gonna be a pawn, you're gonna be a rook, you're gonna be a whore, I mean a, a you know, a bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how this person can use you is what piece you're gonna be. Well, you true. know what I can use and let's say if you're only good for so much, you're a pawn. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. able to move and also do actions, you know what? You're a rook. Yeah. You know? You know, if you're able to do different tranzas and still functional, you're a bishop. Yeah. You, you but could it's be, very you could, people who end up kings. But the thing is, you could be a knight, you could be anything else, but one day that knight's no good no more and you're back to being a pawn, hopefully. That's the fucking Exactly. Problem. Exactly. That's because problem, that's how chess is played. That's and at the end of the day, you're not making the move. Somebody else is making there, that move. There you Tell go. Tell me that's brother. not a crazy ass fucking metaphor. That's 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 money, homie. That's somebody who knows how to play chess. I, I I hate hearing guys that always say this. I play chess, not checkers. And I'm like, oh, you know how to play chess? Let's play. Motherfuckers don't know how to play chess. I'm like, nah. I don't know how to play chess. That's exactly. that's that's chess, homie. That's chess. Chess is a mind game. It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's a way of how you the, the the way I look at it is, no matter how many pieces you have to sacrifice at the end you still want the, the same yeah, you want to yeah. win yeah absolutely you're gonna use different tactics at, at any winning. cost at any cost in anybody's lives exactly. brother exactly so so you know what kills me when i when i when i speak to guys like you and uh you know i speak to a lot of guys who came out of prison who've been there for a long time and a lot of the guys who are the writers they're some of the smartest guys you ever meet homie. oh yeah i, I mean like, like you do you think if you would have grown up in a Next to normal neighborhood, lifestyle-wise, you would have got bumped up in grades. I mean, dude, you could have been anything you wanted. You could have been a lawyer. Oh, you could, you, yeah. But Honestly, we use it for evil. Exactly. That's what they say. Our determination is for the wrong thing, and it's crazy because most people don't realize that. Some people think, "Oh yeah, we want the homies to not be able to read. We want the homies to be stupid." But in reality, that's not the truth. Anybody that you meet that's a real homie. They want you to educate yourself. They want you to know yeah. about your cultura. They want you to know who you are, where you came from, what you can do to expand your mind. Like all right. day, they want you to read. Right. Read, 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 right. read. Right. Bah, right. Bah, yeah. bah, bah. Knowledge is power, homeboy. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. Exactly. Exactly. But like you said, we use it for the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, brother. So what what would you say to anybody who's young, thinking about going down that gang life and I mean, homie, you, you've been through the whole fucking spectrum of it, carnal. You were YA, did all those years. You were in the joint fucking three different times, all for the hood, all for the game. Was it all worth it at the end of the day? At the end of the day, I could say I learned certain things. Like I learned, you know, manners when I went to prison. I ain't know right. about manners on the streets. I learned what it was to stand up for what you believe in. Was it for the wrong things? You, you could say yes, but... I, I don't regret it because it made me who I am, you know? Right. I know that if I could, if I lose my job, I'm going to find a job. That's if right. I be homeless, I'll fucking get a home. You know, if I'm alone, I can find myself. But what I can tell people is if you have to get high, you have to get drunk to be that person in the gang on the street to kick it. That's not for you because when you go to jail, there's no getting high. There's no being drunk. And eventually you're just going to be disposed of. Like you're not going to be looked at as something that you want to be looked at. You know? So in the end, it's like 
you really want to gamble with your life like that because there's very few people who are strong-minded enough because you right. could be down you could be crazy you could be the biggest killer there is right but you, i learned when i went to prison there's always going to be somebody crazier there's always going to be somebody down somebody smarter you know right so really what are you going to get you have to and that's what i say to the kids really think about it think about it good because right now it's all cool and you know, you're making quick money, but in reality, what's going to happen? The money's going to be gone. The feds are going to pick you up. Your yeah. phone's going to get tapped. Your homie's going to snitch. Yeah, There's but... no more loyalty in the game. No, the G, the G code's dead, homie. The G code's gone. dead, Carnal. The G code's dead. Gone. Gone. Yeah, people don't understand that. It, it, it's yeah. gone, homie. People are snitching all day long. They don't give a fuck. Exactly. So what are you really fighting for? What, what are you? There's no more honor. There's no more nothing. Right, right. So it's like, what? What are you really a part of? Hey, uh, is is I don't I don't know. Is is your mom still around? Yeah, yeah, my mom and my dad. So how 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 have your parents gone through this whole fucking crazy adventure of you, man? How how, how much of a toll did that take out on on on, on moms, homie? Because yeah, my mom she right, went brother. through it, man. She went through it bad. Well, just imagine, you know, she she was I was her little baby, you know. Mijo, your mijo, your mijo, carnal. And um. She feels, she does feel guilty because, you know, she wasn't there and everything. She used to blame herself. And I told her, you know what? Don't blame yourself. Like, no, that was a choice that I made. You know, yeah, that absolutely. Was absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And uh, it's crazy because out of all the kids, I'm the worst fucking kid yeah. as far as going to jail and all that. Right. But as far as being a son, I'm a good kid. I never cussed at my mom. I've never hit her. I've never raised my voice to her. Nothing. Ever. You never disrespect you know, her like I that. I already knew because I know what I put her through. Just imagine right. you having to go visit your kid in YA every weekend, you know? And, and she was fucking solid, man. Wow. And I'm not going to lie. She would go every weekend at first and little by little, all the visits stopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, she always sent me my $20, you know, $30, $50. You know, she always sell me something, you know? Mom's there for you and solid. She never gave up on me. She never gave up on That's me, That's right. That's right. So, so how, how has your mom been now that you've been out for this finally long amount of time? She's happy. You know, she's happy because even though I get into trouble here and there, it's not like serious trouble like that. You know, I'm not going to prison. I'm not catching cases. Like, it's nothing crazy like that. I, I don't make the same mistakes, you know, because I'm just like, fuck, you know. And I worry because is my it, mom's already older. Is it, are you, are you, is it are you thinking about it a little bit more? Or what, what's, what's changed from the last time that you went in now that you're out here now? It was just uh, everything, you know, because I'm I'm already 37. I'm going to be right. 38 this year. So just imagine, you know, if I get busted, like, with anything, I can't carry a gun because I'm a two-striker. Yeah. I'll go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. I, I, I have to carry, like, a screwdriver or a fucking little knife. And not even a certain kind of knife because right, I get right, time right. for that, too. Got to be some shit for work. You know, so I just have to be more precautious about what I do now, you know, because I already know I'm going to get doubled up. And I, I always, I think about my mom, like, fuck, and my kids, like, man, imagine my little daughter was nine months when I went to jail and she's, she, she was six almost when I got out. My little daughter was three years old and she was eight when I got out, you know, and, and it, it hurts me, you know, it hurts me because I wasn't there, you know, for her. And, right. um, it was, uh, it sounds fucked up, but, um, it was painful for me to even write them. Like I couldn't write them. I couldn't do nothing. Right. Because I knew that if I would write to them, it would make me soft. It would it would soften oh, my heart, and I, I couldn't do it. 
Yeah. You know, I was one of those guys that I would sit on Sundays and write letters and I would just crumble them up and flush them in the toilet because I knew that if I sent her that letter, like it would, it would affect my, my jail mentality, you know, that shield, that shield you carried around, homeboy. Exactly. And I know she's too little to understand now, but I know when she gets older, like she'll understand that I had to do choices that I, I, I didn't have a choice, you know? I didn't have a choice, you know, like, like I have a choice now, you know, that's so why. So how, how's your relationship with the, with your kids now? Well, my kids, uh, I'm building it up from scratch pretty much. Just like I'm right. raising them all over again, you know? Right, right. And it's hard because I wasn't there and, you know, my kids throw it in my face. Of like, course. Yeah, they're going to for a while. They're going to. Uh, I tell her, like, it's not my fault. Like, it was, it, it was my fault, but it yeah. wasn't my fault. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, it was my past that always comes back to haunt me, you know? And that's what I always tell people, like, if we kick it, like, I can only kick it certain ways, you know, because if something happens, if there's a fight or if something cracks off, I'm fucked. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, I always sure, have brother. to be conscious of that. For sure. So now are, are, are you, do you see yourself having any, like, uh, PTSD type issues? Uh, I mean, uh, sleeping so like or... I told you, uh, I told you that story that I ended up fucking getting busted. Remember? Oh, that's right. No, tell, yeah, tell us a story, brother. Okay. So uh, I'm in uh, I'm in a prison, whatever. And uh, so at this time, I'm fucking um, I'm doing my thing with cell phones. You know, I'm pushing cell phones, right? And it's crazy because the people are like, "How do you get cell phones?" Pretty self-explanatory. Right. Where are we getting them from? So long story short, I fucking uh, I get involved in some bullshit like always. And um, the thing is, since when I'm in prison, people like to sleep on the bottom bunk. But I always like to be on the top because on the top you could see the window and you could see everything through the window. So I like to be like straight hawk mode, you know? Right, right. So I'm asleep and I hear the steps like, uh, and I'm like, fuck. So I tell myself, get up, boom. Like they're going to fucking raid us. And he's like, how do you know? And I was like, Dick, who else are they going to hit? We're the only ones with stupid shit. Right, right. So we start fucking flushing everything, all the fucking drogas, all the kites everything and um this fool doesn't want to fucking flush the phone you know and i'm just like motherfucker flush that shit the banging they're already banging on the door like open the motherfucking door Man. i have the door covered so they can't see yes yeah, so they don't want to open have it a and i have a nail clipper like this so it's like <laughs> a lock so yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. open the door so they're like, open the fucking door. We're going to fucking, uh, they, they call it when they take you out, like an extra, I don't know. Extraction. Extraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take you out. And I tell my homie, get this fucking shit done, fool. Like, get, break that motherfucker. I break my phone. Bah! He doesn't want to break his fucking phone. I'm like, fuck, homie. So I get that shit. And because I know that we've been doing a lot of controversial calls on right. the cell phone. So I already know they're called gooners. I don't know if you know what a gooner is. A gooner is a guy who's, uh, they're called a stupid, they're the gang unit, like in jail. They're specialized cops that look into like people that are trafficking drugs, gang activity. And the investigators in there. Exactly. They're called the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Special task force. That's yeah, because they're the goose squad with the, with, the, with the fucking uniform. Oh, literally. They're the yeah, yeah, squad. yeah, yeah, yeah. The good squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like legit. And they always come to your house like at five in the morning. They come <laughs> like, early. Like in the, the cops when they raid you, fool. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. And Same shit. Yeah. Same shit. So 
my homie doesn't want to break the fucking phone. I get that shit. I'm like, you know, fuck it. Vamos. I hoop that shit. So my celly is like, fuck. And I was like, everything's gone, right? And he goes, yeah. I just take off my clothes and I get on my bed and I start reading a book. <laughs> and I tell my celly, open the door. He opens it and he pretends like he's taking a shit. And he's like, get the fuck on the ground. And I was like, what's going on, sir? Like, what's happening? And um, they throw us on the ground and I'm in my boxers. That fool's are like, where's the fucking drugs? Where's everything at? I was like, I don't got nothing, sir. And uh, so they handcuff us, bam. And I tell him, hey, I can't see. Let me get my hearing aids and my, and my glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the, you're the jacket guy. Exactly, I'm the jacket guy. And the <laughs> thing is, they have to respect that. It's called uh, the Armstrong shit, the ADA. ADA. Yeah, 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 ADA. Disability act. have to respect it. Yeah. So they get my chaleco, they put my little chaleco on me, and they put my hearing aids on me, and I, they take me out. So now we're in the fucking, in the cages, right? And um, my fucking celly's like, fuck, where's that thing at? And I was like, shut up, fool, like they're hearing us, fool. I was like, I got it, like don't trip. So this fool, I don't know if he heard us, I don't know what the fuck it was. But he ends up taking us to fucking potty watch. And I don't know if people know what potty watch is, potty watch is with a fucking handcuff you to a metal bar and you have your pants down and you have one free hand just to clean your ass. Right. And I'm just like, fuck, man. So the whole day I'm refusing the food because I know that if I eat, I'm happy right. shit. Right. So I refuse it all day long. My steady, he gets out because, you know, he don't have nothing. He's shit, right. he's clean. So there was this fucking stupid ass sergeant named Maldonado who fucking hated me. Like this fool hated me. He hated me because he knew that no matter how many times he raided me, he never caught me with nothing. Right. He never. He, but he he, he he knew you were dirty. He knew I was dirty, but he couldn't prove it. Right. Because I was clean about my talking. I was clean about my transactions. Yeah, I was yeah, clean yeah. about everything. You know. And like I said, I looked like a retard. I had long ass hair, glasses. <laughs> like you would never, you would never think. You would right, never right. think I'm the one running them up. Right. So finally, I have to shit. And I'm like, fuck, man, like, shit. So I shit, and um, there's a camera right there watching you, right? So I'm just like, fuck. And I'm like, I know that I can't get busted with this fucking phone. Right. Because this phone has, like I said, phone calls and right, right, stupid right. shit. Because, you know, with that chip, they could track everything down. Absolutely. So I'm like, so I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I got to do what I got to do. I pull the fucking phone out of the toilet and I fucking break that motherfucker on the phone, on the floor. And um, I'm just like, fuck. And I just imagine, it's all, you know, the caca and everything. Oh, yeah, homie. Because like I told you, I didn't use a glove or nothing because it was last minute. Yeah, yeah, it was raw. It was raw. (laughs) And I'm just like, fuck, man. So now the camera lets the cops know what's happening. So the cops, you hear them running down the the hallway. Right, right. get me. And I'm just like, Fuck this shit, man. Like, I can't get caught with this because I know I'll get stabbed if I get caught with this. Right. So I fucking get the phone. I break the fucking back piece. I get the chip. I eat that motherfucker. Ah, I'm eating the chip. I'm eating my own shit just to not get caught with what I'm going to get caught with. Finally, this fool Maldonado comes in and he goes, starts laughing. And I'm just like, what the fuck's so funny? And here I have caca like in my ah, mouth. Like, dick. I'm just like, yeah fucked up trying to get rid of the evidence and this fool looks at me he goes you know what anybody that's willing to eat their own shit is down for their shit on my book <laughs> oh, and he fuck. fucking gives me a rag 
I clean my face, let me go. No let way. Let me fucking go back. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's all good. And I think it's the end, right? He ends up moving me to another yard because he knows that I'm fucking shit up in the right. yard. He moves me to C yard. But little does he know that all he's doing is opening my network. Right. Because right. now I have this axis and I have this axis. And I'm just fucking flooding right. both yards now. Right, right. I just he literally did me a favor. He did me a favor. You know, I just I made up a bigger network. Right. So so then so, uh, so what happened after this? Okay, so when I get out of fucking prison, I'm thinking it's gonna, you know, let's go home and that's it, right? I get out and I see this white van. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm just like, all right. Because I've been up north and up north, they take you in the white van to, to, to the, the Greyhound or something. Right. The Amtrak. I'm thinking that's what it is. <laughs> right. But we get on the fucking freeway and I'm just like, where are we going, man? I'm like, what the fuck? And we pull up in San Bernardino and I'm just like, what are we doing here? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I have a case or something right, that's right. open here. And I got to fucking come here and see the judge. So are you cuffed on the, on the, in the van at this time? Yeah, yeah, we're cuffed. and I'm still cuffed and everything. But you think you're I'm getting released. Weird, but I'm released. Okay. So it's weird, though. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? So we pull up and we pull up to that fucking crazy home in San Bernardino, that patent, whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? So uh, they're like, hey, get naked. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I'm just like, you know, maybe they're just fucking with me. I don't know what it is. Right, right, right. First thing I do is they want me to talk to the psych. And, you know, in, in prison, the homies cannot talk to the psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room, you can't do it. So I'm like, hey, I, I can't talk to you. And she goes, look, the same prison. Right. You're going to have to talk to somebody. So it's 30 days, 90 days. I'm refusing every day. Like, fuck, I can't talk to you, you know? Because I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah, you, what they're plotting. Right. Finally, the fucking head uh, nurse comes up to me and goes, "Look, same prison. You need to talk to somebody because if you don't, they're gonna keep you here." And Straight I'm up. Like, they gotta let me go, but they didn't. They kept me there for 18 months. Oh fuck. And uh, it's, and, and and I'm supposedly out, you know. But I'm not out because I'm literally in there. And it's crazy. Like I told you, the fucking stupid staff were fucking the crazy girls. The fucking crazy people were having sex with the crazy girls. So so, you you, know, so were, it, was, it was a co-ed thing in that, in that nut house or whatever you're going to call it? That one was co-ed. There was half of it that was co-ed. And then there was the solitude confinement, which is where I was at right here. Right. Like it was one solid hallway. And then the people that got visits and would go watch TV would be on this side. And you could be out there just walking around, talking to whoever, doing whatever. It was like a little city, but just full of crazy people. Was it, was it cells it was or was it, was it bedrooms? What was it? It was all bedrooms, like rooms. Like the door had a glass like this, but it had a door. And they would like say, if you're acting up, they yeah. give you your food slot. But you, you could either have a, a roommate. Or you have no roommate. Right. You know, depending on what your situation was. Because those people that are really like 51, 50. Yeah, yeah, fuck know? yeah, homie. So, um, like I was telling you, this lady, right? She starts diagnosing me, telling me all this shit. Like, you have this, you have that. And I was like, fucking crazy. But in reality, in my mind, I'm just like, God damn, like, she's fucking right. <laughs> oh, fuck, like, right. She's, she's hitting it on the money. She was telling me that 
I had got beat up as a kid. She said this. She said this. That I had father issues. She said all kinds of fucking shit. But I'm just like denying everything because I'm yeah. just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, but in reality, right. she was on the money. She was on the fucking money, right? But I just never admitted to it. I never wanted her to feel like she broke me. Right. And uh, like I was telling you, I'm fucking kicking it right there and it's 18 months into me being Fuck. there. Almost two years. And Erona Negrita and um, her name was Miss Bishop, but she was an actual counselor, like a psychiatrist. Right. She would sit me down. She always give me coffee because I like drinking coffee in the morning. And she goes, okay, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel good. And she goes, I see you're refusing your medicine. And I was like, I'm not crazy, you know? I'm not going to take medicine if I don't need medicine. And they're like, look, Victor, you've had these issues, blah, blah, blah. She goes, I want you to think about your situation from my point of view. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, what sane person eats their own shit? <laughs> and I'm like, I already told you. I ate my shit because I had to eat my shit. I ate my shit because, like, I wanted to because I was hungry. Like, I ate my shit because I had to. You know, I had to do my job. Survival. And she goes, so what job are we talking about? Like, what is it? What, what, did you get paid for this job? And I was like, no. So this is an argument we always had back and forth. Right. You know, so finally she gives me this paper. Like I said, she always give me this paper. And she goes, look, Victor, just sign this paper. And we'll start your treatment and you'll get out sooner than sooner. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking sign. I said, because I know that if I sign, I'm saying I'm crazy. Right. I'm saying that what you said was right. Even though I knew that it was right. Like the PTSD, the multi-personality disorder, the fucking schizophrenia. A lot of the shit she said was right. Like it right. was really true. Like I know it was true. You know, the, the, the fucking depressants I was supposed to take. It was right. right. It was true. But I just didn't want to give the satisfaction. So I never fucking signed. So that day she goes up to me and she goes, so you're not going to sign? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking sign. I'm not crazy. Like, I know. I would always tell her because I had read a book. Like I told you when I was in prison, right? you know, I would read a lot of books, right? So there's this book called The Art of War. Right. You know, there's the, the laws of attraction, the 40 laws of power, and this book called The Law, Art of War, right? I read it like the first time I went to prison. And I, I don't remember who wrote it, but I know that it said, like, because it had different quotes about different generals and different people, different leaders who, right. like, went to war and how they won or how they lost the war. You know, this is the kind of shit they would make us read in jail. Right. So one of the phrases that really caught my eye was insanity is not reality insanity is a state of mind and who knows what it means but to me what it, how i interpret it right was i'm only insane if i accept it so if i don't accept insanity i'm not insane because my mind is still not grasping the concept of being insane right you know so that's what I would tell her. And she'd be like, do you know how stupid that sounds? <laughs> like, I'd be like, I don't fuck. give a fuck. Yeah, oh, she would fuck. tell me that. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not crazy. So finally, I don't sign the fucking paper. And she looks at me and she goes, you're not going to sign, huh? And I'm like, no. And she goes, okay. She goes, you're free to go. And I'm like, what? 
And she goes, get your stuff. And I go to my fucking room. I get my stuff. They give me my clothes. And I'm out. That's it. Literally. After 18 months of that shit. And that was it. Fuck. Tell me that's not fucking crazy. Dude, you've been. Just imagine. <laughs> this is what I always think about. What yeah. if I would have signed? You could have. You would have probably you know? got. St- you probably got stuck in the nut house, aren't we? You could have probably been in the cuckoo's nest forever. Exactly. I wouldn't be here making this interview. I wouldn't be with my kids again. I wouldn't have my job. I wouldn't have met the girl that I love. I wouldn't have met shit. I wouldn't have done shit. I would have never been a comedian. I would have never done nothing. Wow, brother. So, so now, so now you've gone through all this insane journey. Now you're living as regular of a life as you can possibly get after being what you're going through. Yeah. And um, what, what's, what's, uh, What's the next phase? Are you trying to are you trying to do this comedy thing to make a living out of it? Is it is it like uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, a career. A career. Well, not a, a career, but it's also like therapy. Is it also therapeutic for you? Yeah, honestly, it is. To me, it is honestly, because I sit up there and I and um, I say stories about me being in jail, you know, and um, people trip out on it. And they're like, oh my god, that's you know so funny but in my mind i'm like damn that really happened to me like that right it's, it's reality it, you know? and um it's crazy because when i go on stage and they see me they automatically think like fuck the worst you know but i start cracking jokes right away and i, and I make fun of myself i always right. tell people when i go out there hey you know nobody panic this is not a robbery <laughs> it's a fucking comedy show that's right so i welcome the people in you know I always yeah. tell people, this is not Victory Outreach, you know, church, <laughs> you know, this is fucking, you know, the Laugh Factory. And it's crazy because I've been to the Ice House, I've been to the House of Blues, I've That's been right. to the Comedy Store. Like, the Comedy Store, I shut that fucker down. Really? Like, down. That's what's up, I was up, only brother. supposed to do eight minutes, and I was up there for like 15 minutes. That's right. That's right. So, Just what, shit. so when this whole coronavirus thing is over, are you going to you got anything booked up or you you how does that work uh, out for you three gigs i had a whole bunch of gigs right that i was gonna do but you know how that shit fucked everything yeah yeah brother so, it stopped the world yeah so i have a bunch of different promoters like in different areas that'll get me the gigs right right so they're already hitting me up like hey it's gonna be done in april may like let's get this shit rolling right that's right you know, because they know when i go out there i fucking rock and roll you know so because i look at it like i already suffered i already paid my dues now this is my time to live, you know. It's That's my, right, brother. That's right. You know, because everybody gets to do it. Everybody partied. Everybody had females. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was my turn, you know. So, so now let's kind of wrap this thing up. Um, where can people find you on Instagram? Where can people find you? I don't know if you got a YouTube channel going. Uh, where can people find you if they wanna if they wanna see you? So pretty much, if, if they wanna see some of my stuff, my Instagram name is John Beeves Comedy. Uh, Facebook, Victor Zapata, uh, YouTube, uh, Young Beefs Comedy, Victor Zapata, and uh, they can see a lot of my shows that I have on YouTube. You know, see me in action and shit. And uh, if you, to me, uh, I would tell you, you should actually really work on that YouTube. Just not even, not even just a comedy, brother. Just like this, man. You, you've got some great fucking stories, and uh, you can talk, homie. You got that, you got that, that, that verb is like you were saying, carnal. But, <laughs> but, that you got the Torica, but you can use it in a positive way, huh? But to show, you know, guys that, that went out of your struggle and you're doing your thing, brother. So, um, yeah. any, any last words, any, any, any shout outs you want to give out there? Maybe to your mom and dad or whoever you want to do. Uh, huh, I, I want to say, uh, you know, this is, this is what I always say, you know, when I was little, had no fucking awards, you know, had shit, 
and uh, I ended up graduating, got my GED, and um, I don't know if you can see it, look, I actually got a, a certificate from the Secretary of the State. Really? Yeah, I see, see that. It. That's right. Yeah. And, and Secretary of the for? motherfucking state. And what uh, it, it's uh, for this show that I did. Oh, is that I right? I did a show for these fools. Yeah, I did a show for the Huras and shit. And uh, so they're recognizing me for just giving back to the community. I mean, it's crazy because when the secretary is giving me the fucking award, right? I tell her, hey, you know what? I used to be a ward of the state. That's right, that's brother. Fucking crazy. That's what's up, brother. So this is what I say to everybody seeing this channel, everybody seeing this video. Anything is fucking possible. You know, in Spanish they say todo se puede. Just because you suffered and wasted 10, 20 years, fuck it, that don't mean your life's over. You lost 20 years, live 30 good ones. That's right, you know? That's right, Carnal. Shout out to my mom, to everybody who's ever believed in me. You know, shout out to you for giving me a chance to be on this interview. Oh, uh, you know? no, absolutely, man. Thank you, homie. Thank you very much for sharing your story, brother. So I'm sure this will not be the last time we see you, brother, and we'll be oh, in contact, Carnal. So uh, oh, yeah. thanks for coming on, brother, and I'll catch you later.